Yes, it's that time again when Pushing Rubber Podcast comes to you through the interweb airways of the world where men get themselves a frosty cold one, settle into their favourite armchair to listen to the dulcet tones of Pushing Rubber Podcast and where women get their biscuits in the oven and their buns on the bed. This is Adam Piggott. Coming to you from the Netherlands, a little town called Leiden, on a very, 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 very frosty morning this morning. Um, everything was white with ice, uh, which is just how I like it. It's not white anymore, of course, because now it's the afternoon. Uh, it's all melted away. But I was on the old push bike, as we call it in Australia, bicycle for the rest of the world this morning at 9.30 as I made my way to Sunday Catholic Mass. Froze my bloody balls off, to be honest with you. Froze my bloody balls off. But that's okay. Uh, and uh, I've spent the rest of the day uh, lounging around, done some cooking. I've now got my Adam's special ragu, which is the Italian word for what we call bolognese sauce, bubbling away, the big bastard that it is. And I've got a big, fat juicy hair hanging in my uh, little back shed there uh, where it's been since yesterday afternoon or evening when I got home after the big hunt. Yesterday we went out, a bunch of us, we did uh, one field to look for a fox that's been annoying the local farmers but we couldn't find it. I made the comment that we should have been on horses because that's what you have to do for fox hunts, that's what I see on all the pictures. Probably why we didn't get it. The fox was really pissed off. It's like, oh, you're not going to come. Look, you're not going to come uh, for me with the horses. Then I'm not. I'm not getting part of this. Um, and then we hit another couple of fields, and we got 26 hair in total shot, and quite a few missed. Um, I had some good moments myself. I was one of the one of the drivers, and I'm not allowed to shoot yet because I still don't have my hunting license in Holland because you basically have to sell your soul to the devil. I think. Um, but uh, I had some good moments where I, because um, the hares have these very shallow burrows, but they, they, they just lie flat on the earth, the female ones. They camouflage themselves beautifully. Like you can literally almost step on the fuckers and they're just, they're, they're not moving. They're just keeping as still as they can. You know, like most of my sexual experiences have been with uh, chicks. Um, but anyway, I was about... Uh, probably about 30 or 40 yards away from one, and I had my good friend and colleague on my right, who's one of the members of the club, and he's a shooter. And I thought, I said, I called out to him, I said, a 50, 50% probability this one's a hair in front of me here. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, it looks pretty good. He wasn't sure. I threw my big beady stick. It was a hair. Beautiful. Bang, bang. Um, and then I spotted one also from a long way off, like a hundred yards, and no one else spotted it. And once again, it was a hare, and he got it. So uh, that was good. I was very happy about that. The second field wasn't as productive as the first. Um, and I had a moment. There's like an Indonesian guy. He's in his mid seventies with thick. Part member of the club. He's a shooter, and uh, he has thick Coke bottle glasses. So the line of beaters is coming across the field with a few shooters, but most of the uh, the shotgun guys are waiting at the bottom of the field, 
spread out and hunkered down. We drive the hares to them and they pop them off. And this uh, Indonesian fella, this Chinaman, uh, comes up and starts from the from the right hand side, kind of walking into the towards the line of beaters. I couldn't work out what he was doing, but he basically a hare had gone to ground and he wanted the hare and he I think he lost his marbles anyway. So I'm about 50 yards from him, and I said, what are you doing? Are you looking for a hare? And he goes, yeah. And then he said to me, do you have a gun? And I'm like, i got a stick. And then it registered in my head that this Chinaman with a big over-under shotgun couldn't tell that I was holding a stick and not a gun at 50 yards. And I was basically... uh, the hair was between him and me in a diagonal line. So at that point, I broke the line, uh, moved around behind the arc of fire of the, of the geriatric blind Chinaman, uh, and he missed the hair anyway. But uh, I was a little, bit, uh, a little bit concerned. Just a little bit. Let me put it that way. For me, the highlight of uh, yesterday's hunt um, apart from the com- male camaraderie, was um, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. It was cold. I think it was about two degrees centigrade out there. But beautiful day, sun up, last day of November, absolutely still all day, not a breath of wind. And the sun was to our backs on the first field as we were walking down it for the beaters. At a certain point, I turned around and you could only see it. You could only see it from the on the track of the sun on the on the ground behind us. But the whole field was covered in these silvery uh, strands of spider webs that had gone out that night, like literally covered. But you couldn't see it at all when you were walking through it. But it was only when you turned and looked back up against the sun, and only where the sun was coming through, that it was came so obvious. Amazing. Really beautiful. Is that nice? Is that nice? Does that make you feel cosy? Does that make you feel gezellig, as they say in Dutch? Um, All right, news, Maserati. I took it for a test drive. No. Uh, Beautiful car. Oh, my God. The engine sounds insane. It sounds like sex. You're sitting in this... Driving this car would be like just driving sex. That's what it is. Um... And uh, I really wanted that car until we got into some heavy traffic because it's got the flipper on the steering wheel F1 gear change things. And this is back from 2003, but it's still got a clutch. And I tell you what, in heavy traffic, it was horrible. It was horrible. And I drive in heavy traffic all the time because this is fucking Holland, isn't it? Um, So that was a... uh, for me, it was an unfortunate, decisive no, but in the scheme of things, it was probably a fortunate, decisive no. I mean, a set of brake liners for this fucking thing cost three grand. So, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I think, I think it would be a perfect um, weekend second hobby car if you had that sort of cash to splash around. In that case, I wouldn't hesitate. I wasn't. I wouldn't hesitate at all. That that would be that would be a very good car. Uh, but thank you for all your car thoughts and advices from all of you 
over the week after uh, last um, last podcast. Um, now, what have we got here? Uh, it was Black Friday. I just went into town. I just cycled into town an hour or so ago to get some celery because I was missing some from Adam's world-famous ragu and popped in. And normally on a Sunday, it's, it's pretty quiet and it was absolutely heaving. I couldn't find a place to park my bicycle. When they park bicycles in Holland, I mean, you've got no idea, guys. I mean, we're talking thousands of bicycles and people will park them any which way they can. Um... So I was like, oh, it's the Black Friday sales. And of course, they can't just do it on the Friday. They've got to go all weekend and probably for the next three weeks or some shit like that. And I just just went in and I got my celery from a little fruit place, which I knew would be open even on a Sunday. And I got the hell out of there. And I'm very happy to report that I haven't spent a single euro on Black Friday. Um, I didn't on Friday night. I didn't yesterday because I was hunting all day and I didn't do it today. But I, I just watch people walking around and, and all the shops have these desperate sales up and they're just selling rubbish. And it's just rubbish. You don't need this stuff. There's the one clothing store that I like in Leiden. It's a really groovy clothing store. I actually bought a, uh, an Italian uh, uh, turtleneck uh, 100% merino wool sweater from there a month or so ago. Uh, really, really nice. They didn't have a sale going. They're like, we're not, we're not doing this shit. We're not that desperate. But the sale, the, the, the shops that are having sales are basically selling junk. It's been made in China. That's what it is. And I just, uh, I just kind of, I, and people lose their minds over it. And I've seen some cool little cartoons on the internet, you know. One I liked, there was a shot of a you know handbag, and it says a hundred dollars, and the girl's like, I don't care. And then it says uh, handbag, fifty percent off, a hundred dollars, and then eh, buy it. It's, just, uh, it's very true, it's very true. And I'm uh, I'm surprised they're still calling it Black Friday. I mean, isn't that racist? Uh, what are they going to do? Call it Gollywog Friday now? Why can't they call it Rainbow Friday? Hey, Rainbow Friday. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Rainbow Friday. What's the bet? What's the bet? In a couple of years, it's going to be called Rainbow Fucking Friday. You know? I reckon it'll happen. I reckon it'll happen. And I say that with a mixture of uh, smug... Smugness in the sense that I'm predicting something that's going to happen, I'm pretty sure. And sadness that I'm predicting something that's going to happen, I'm pretty sure. Um, This is one of those cases where I don't want to be right. Rainbow Friday. (laughs) I think that'll be a good name for this podcast. Let me write that one down so I don't forget, even though I could play this back. Rainbow Friday. Today, I'm going to be keeping the podcast to about 30, 35 minutes, and I think that's what I'm going to do from now on. I was having a chat uh, with David Hiscox from XYZ Magazine on the phone last week, or this week, it's just gone, and uh, and we were talking about podcasts and stuff, because he wants to get me on again as a guest, 
Uh, and then we got talking about podcast length, and he said to me something that I found interesting. He said, I don't listen back to my podcasts. I can't, I can't do it. And I said, and I said why? He says, oh, it's too long. I said, well, if you can't listen back to it, why do you think your listeners can listen to it? Yeah. And um, I've been keeping my podcasts around 45, 50 minutes, but I, I, think, I think that's even that's too long. Um, I, th- I think you guys want to want to want to want to hear some stuff. You want to, you know, you want to get your cozy cozy thoughts going, and then you want to you want to move on and uh, go out and change the rotary blades on your combine harvester or whatever else, whatever it is you think you're doing. Um, so I'm going to keep it around 30, 35 minutes. Let's see how it goes. Let me know. Let me know what the length is like for you, um, because myself. Whenever I see a podcast that cracks an hour, I get, I get, oh, I get like, ah, oh, it's an hour of my life. It's an hour of my life that, that you want to take from me. Um, if, if a television program that's really done a good job on all the production values and it's an interesting topic or story and it's been very well done and it hasn't been infected by SJW progtards, I'll give those people an hour of my life. But someone who's just sat down and pressed record and then just spurred out whatever fucking thought was in their dull, dim-witted head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't do that myself. But apparently you guys can. I don't know. Different folks, different strokes. That's what they say, right? That probably means jerking off these days. Uh, of course, this is the 1st of December, so everyone can forget No Nut November and go out and uh, jerk themselves off until they go blind. Um, now, another interesting thing this week was an article that I read, and I can't remember where I read it, uh, but it was basically that liberal arts colleges in the United States are starting to fail at, quote-unquote, an alarming rate. Of course, uh, those of us who have been slagging off the university system for the last 20-odd years are quite happy that these uh, rank-infected SJW turd-like institutions of uh, lower learning are going bust. No problem with that as well. Incidentally, I do think that a classical uh, arts education of maybe 70 or 80 years ago extremely valuable uh, to young men to teach them uh, critical thinking and uh, important languages like Greek and Latin and that sort of thing. Um, The great philosophers, a well-rounded writers, Milton, Shakespeare, you know, line them all up. I I actually do think that's very important because that's a part of our culture. That's a, that's a, that's a, and what it used to be was a, a cultural rounding of uh, the, the sons of the elite to make them understand what they were, they were, that their work for the rest of their life was going to, to preserve. Um, but we don't do that anymore. Now, so far you're, you know, listening and you're nodding along and thinking, yes, 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 Adam, yes, 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 of course, yes, but we've heard this all before. What's the point? Well, the interesting thing about the article in question about the liberal arts colleges going broke at an alarming rate 
over in the United States of America was that uh, they're going broke because young men aren't going to them anymore. Basically, young men uh, have been and are being demonized to such an extent that the young men have wised up and they're saying, fuck you, we're not going. We don't want to go and hang out in a place where at any moment the, uh, the Marxist student cohort body can whip up all the females into a frenzy of imaginary rape. Uh, and, uh, and I'm buggered. And uh, then there's going to be some sort of university kangaroo court. I mean, how did universities spring up their own courts? I mean, just, just that, that to me, that, uh, that's the most bizarre thing. The most bizarre thing about the whole, you know, uh, subversion of the university system was these university courts. Because um, courts... Uh, I mean, what were they? Amateur courts? I mean, I mean, institutions, private institutions, setting up their own courts outside our code of law to do whatever they want. How on earth was this ever, ever? I mean, how on earth did the government not go in and send the cops to shut them down within an hour of it beginning and prosecuting? Every, how can you set up your own court and punish people? It's just, it's just to me. I, I know that in Australia, I think it was last week, uh, there was a, a real court decision where they said that these university fake courts actually have no jurisdiction to make any decisions whatsoever. But Jesus, you let it go on a while, guys. You let it go on for a long, long, long time. And I find that I find that to be very, very bizarre. Very bizarre indeed. Um, but anyway, so the young men, because I'm getting to the good bit, I'm reeling you in. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna forget what I'm talking about, unlike many podcasters out there. Um, this is the good bit. According to this article, which I can't I haven't got I haven't got a link for, I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to go with me on this. This is what I read. Uh, and it makes perfect sense anyway once you hear it. According to the article, because the young men are opting out of the liberal arts colleges, the young women are opting out as well because it turns out that the young women are going there not primarily for an education, but primarily because they want to be around young men. The same young men that they're falsely accusing, accusing of sexual harassment and being sent off to these kangaroo courts. Believe it or not, it's true. It's true. This is why, because the liberal arts colleges actively demonized men because they thought to themselves we don't need men anyway though i think they were already up to 68 percent women at these colleges anyway and they thought ah oh, we don't care about you men we've got the chicks and the chicks are where it's at now but it turns out that when the young men opt out in such large numbers and the only young men 
uh, going are the really stupid ones. The young girls are like, uh, yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't the college experience that uh, we signed up for. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get out of this one, and we're gonna go to wherever the uh, young men are. Um, so you know, I'm I'm assuming a whole bunch of uh, young women in high heels are gonna start rolling up to logging and uh, um, shale oil mining camps. I don't, I don't know, because that's what all the young men are probably going these days. In the realm of irony, in the realm of this is fairly ironic. Uh, I think that uh, I think that this this particular uh, bit of news is uh, is is about as ironic as it gets on so many different levels. Um, who would have thought it, boys? Who would have thought that you actually had some power? Because we've always said all along, you know, with everything that's going on with the females out of control. We've always said, boys, you know, you can you can take back your power, you know, you can. You know, you've got, you, you know, you can, you know, can make some changes here, but everyone was like, no, 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 that's not possible. And you know what? It is. At the end of the day, girls want to be around boys. That's what girls want. Girls want the lads. Uh, and lads, all you have to do is not put up with the bullshit. That's it. That's all you have to do. Don't put up with the bullshit en masse. Um... So basically, the 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 SJW prog infected uh, liberal arts colleges over in the USA have uh, have fallen victim to their own extreme um, their own extreme uh, God Almighty! What is the word I'm looking for? I keep wanting to say propaganda, but it's not propaganda. Policies. They've fallen victim to their own extreme left-wing matriarchal policies and it's come back to bite them on the bum. Um, and this one this one was just such a pleasant su- surprise for me because I read the article starting off going, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, the boys are quitting the colleges. Then <gasps> the girls are quitting too because there's no boys. It was like, I was just like, I had this big smile broke out across my face. A gigantic smile. Oh, happy, happy. Oh, it's just like, oh. And only Generation Z could have done this because Generation Millennials just put up with it, didn't you, you metrosexual fuckballs? Metrosexual male fuckballs from the... Metrosexual millennial male fuckballs. Maybe that's a better name for the uh, podcast episode. Metrosexual millennial male fuckballs. It's got a nice ring to it. I don't know if SoundCloud will let me to put it up. Probably not because of the word fuckball either. But the metrosexual millennial male fuckballs could never have uh, engineered such a uh, such a result on mass, but Generation Z has, uh, or is in the process of doing. And I think that speaks volumes. I think that's absolutely smashing, boys. What a good job! What a good result! Let's um, look. If you can actually, you know, start causing the liberal arts colleges to ask, beg you to come back, to beg you to come back. That would be the next great step. And then after that, your next great step is to quickly tell them to go fuck themselves and go woke. Please go broke. 
we can't wait for you all to die in a grease fire. And then all of those professor to a tenured for life, which is actually not life if the university you're working for goes bust. They're all out of the street, out on the streets. They can all go and live in shitty San Francisco on the streets there and take a dump wherever it pleases them. Uh, and then we, you know, we can go in and bulldoze these uh, colleges, uh, figure it, in a figure of speech way, clean it all out, and then um, you know I'll buy one. I'll buy. Maybe I could get together with Roosh and Rollo, Aaron Clary. Uh, the great one, uh, Roycey, whoever else we can think of, uh, and uh, we'll uh, buy up some of these colleges, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 get it going the way it was done a hundred years ago. Um, that would be uh, that would be something, and I reckon the boys would flock. They'd flock to sign up to that college. We could have uh, Aaron Clary teaching economics. That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? I'd probably teach history, uh, and we'll get uh, we'll get uh, Rollo to teach uh, psychology. Um, Roycey, I'll just give him his pick. Uh, Roosh theology, the way he's going. Um, I uh, what would Royce would Roycey teach? Probably politics. We'll go with that, you know, something like that. And then we'd have really good uh, sports teams, and um, we'd have uh, girl limp numbers would be capped at say you know twenty percent, and um, they'd all have to be cheerleaders, good enough to be cheerleaders. That would be that would be something special. Um, I think uh, I think all the boys will be on board with that. I think all the boys will be on board with that, absolutely. And I think uh, I think you'd have a waiting line out that door to get into that college as long as the Great Wall of China, as long as the Great Wall of China. That's how long the uh, the line out the door would be to get in, get in at uh, submissions. And we charge, we charge five grand a year, um, and then if you wanted to stay on the college, that'd be uh, at you know going rates just to cover the costs. And uh, we'd make a really really good point of uh, networking with uh, far nationalist right companies and individuals who are looking for the uh, the smart young men of the future come out who aren't, who aren't pos infected and start making the money straight away. I tell you what, I tell you what, I reckon we could do it. We just need to wait for a few more of these colleges to go broke. We could swoop in and do this, lads. Swoop in and do it. You know, it's not a half bad idea, is it? I actually think it could work. <laughs> I actually do. I actually think it could work. I mean, how many students would you need? How many students does a, does a university need? I mean, if we get if we get uh, five hundred students paying five grand a year, well, that's two point five million dollars, isn't it? I mean, I'll only ask a measly hundred k, hundred and fifty. I might get a hundred and fifty. I'll ask for a hundred and fifty k. 
uh, for my salary. But we could, uh, I reckon we could do pretty well. That's not bad at all. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think if you want to become part of Piggott University. Uh, University of the right-wing national stars. I think, uh, I think it could be a real goer. A real rip-snorter. Real rip-snorter indeed. Um, we'd have to get a logo and everything. A crest. Uh, we'd bring back jousting. Uh, the pugilistic arts. And the art of dueling. Uh, we bring that one back in in college as well, and um, any fatalities we'll deal with with our college court, of course. Um, oh, jeez, I can just, I can just picture the prog demonst- Tifa demonstrations outside right now. Wouldn't it be glorious? I mean, how much publicity would you get? How much publicity would you get? You'd just get decades of publicity, decades. Uh, we'd allow we'd allow students to open carry on campus. We'd have uh, gun lockers. Uh, that would be a nice one to do, wouldn't it? Uh, what else could we do that really fuck them off? Well, we'd uh, make Trump an honorary uh, member and give him a not the first degree. The first degree from Piggott University will be, will be an honorary degree for Trump. Um, we can get in that guy who tells people not to go to university but get, tells them to go uh, get a trade. Uh, and we could do trades in the university as well. No, that didn't work. No, we were talking about, we're talking about the hoity-toity we're dealing with here. Uh, we can't get too beneath ourselves. That wouldn't be, wouldn't be the thing to do. Let me know in the comments what your, uh, let me know in the comments what your thoughts are on Piggott University. Um, of course, the dress code would have to be uh, pretty high. We're talking uh, jacket and tie to all classes. Um, that would be uh, that would be an absolute requirement. Uh, ladies would not allowed to be wear not be allowed to wear pants. There'd have to be dresses, flowing dresses down to your ankles, um, and no cankles on board. Um, Oh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm excited about this. I haven't been excited about uh, something like this since I was uh, driving hares across the field yesterday. Um, maybe we shouldn't call it Rainbow Friday. That's, that's such a good title, isn't it? Rainbow Friday is such a good title. I'm thinking that the Piggott University episode, but I just love Rainbow Friday. Oh, and Piggott University would have a strictly non-homosexual uh, rule, um, and um, uh, any clubs trying to promote homosexuality would be banned on campus. And it would be a Catholic university, and uh, student body would be required to attend mass. Uh, that's another important point as well, um, including Aaron Clary. Uh, Aaron, if you want to have a job teaching economics at Piggott University. You're going to have to go to Catholic Mass. Now, it's not the backwards Baptist bullshit that your father was crapping on about. This is the real deal. Um, oh, I like this idea. I'm still going to call this the Rainbow Friday episode because that's just too good to uh, pass up. Um, but uh, really, it's about Piggott University. Shout-outs, Captain Capitalism, Aaron Clare. I've always spoken about him a couple of times. You can check him out at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Uh, check out his books, Munch Week. Bachelor Pad Economics and uh, um, uh, what's his uh, uh, is it useless? No, 
what's his book about you know because this this is now obviously uh this is this is worthless worthless the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major um and he's got podcasts as well you can check out aaron and his youtube channel a very good friend to uh the pushing rubber podcast and to me personally um if you liked this um shorter podcast uh 32 minutes at this point uh subscribe to the podcast subscribe to my blog pushing rubber downhill i've started to get my articles published on cross posted on the pickering post in australia and it's got quite a big readership been getting quite a lot of traffic from them uh this week so thanks to uh, harry down at the pickering post um and uh, so a lot more australians are coming into the blog which is good which is why i've been doing a bit more australia-centric articles over the last week um uh but it'll be back to our normal uh a bit of this a bit of that a bit of the other thing uh from now on coming into the last month of the year december um so uh check out also my books pushing rubber downhill a uh, a uh, story of a making of a man with a background of white water rafting it's thrilling you'll love it and uh run guts pull cones a rafting adventure in the italian alps that's also sensational uh you're all champions uh i value you all let me know if you want your kids to sign up to Piggott university uh this has been another pushing rubber downhill pushing rubber podcast extraordinaire episode you guys have a great week And uh, I'll talk to you later on. Ciao.